Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes make their triumphant return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in just one week. But before the second MCU project of Phase 4 debuts, we have a lot to catch up on. Who's showing up in this series? Has the pandemic altered anything? What can we expect in general? All that and more coming up on your left. This is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Primer, and it starts right now. Oh yeah? What is it? Is you ready? Welcome inside a primer edition of the Direct Podcast. I am your host, the Colossus of Clicks, Liam Crowley, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host. I don't want to call you the Scarlet Matt Remke because I feel like we're we're in a new era. So can I call you the I want to say like espionage in there somewhere, but it just doesn't fit. What are no, we, we got, I think it's got to come up organically. Whatever the okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier nickname is, I feel like we'll know it kind of right away. You know, like are we hung on the Scarlet Witch thing. Looking back, you know, a little Jimmy Woo um, nickname action could have been cool at the beginning of WandaVision, some Darcy stuff. So I think we need to make it organic. I And I, and I say that just because I haven't come up with a good one yet either. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where it comes in naturally. Absolutely. That means yeah. we're going to get an episode that you feel so attached to mm-hmm. that you need to associate your new nickname with it. And that just gets me excited. But these primer episodes, they are strictly informative. You know, that's kind of how we roll here. We got some speculation coming up in a bit. We got a nice Q&A segment with friend of the show, Brandon Davis. Peep those time codes down below if you want to skip ahead to that. But before we get into that, let's start with the details of this show, specifically talking about releasing first. The Falcon and the Soldier will premiere next Friday on March 19th exclusively on Disney Plus with only six episodes a step down from the nine we saw in WandaVision rumored with run times to be around 40 to 50 minutes each so we can expect more than those opening WandaVision episodes that kind of teetered around 25 30 these are going to be as Aaron Tooney Anthony Mackie's stunt double on the show a mini movie every week his exact quote is it's literally like a movie here's a mini movie one mini movie two up until the end that just gets me jazzed matt what can we expect from the cast and crew um so this show will be starring the returning veterans of the mcu including anthony mackie tony mackie as he will be referred to for the next six weeks as sam wilson aka aka the falcon and then pretty boy himself the most beautiful man in the game sebastian stan will be returning as bucky barnes aka aka the winter soldier but that's not the only returning star we're getting out of this, Liam. We got a couple more names returning. Primarily, the one that I think I'm most excited about, Emily Von Camp, is returning as Sharon Carter, a.k.a. AKA Agent 13. She's going to be returning in a mysterious role that I'm excited to see. But somebody returning into a role that's naturally mysterious, Daniel Brühl, will be back as the one, the only, Cap legendary villain, Baron Zemo. Um, returning, of course, from Captain America's Civil War. A couple other names to throw in here for returning stars. George St. Pierre. Yes, that George St. Pierre will be returning from his minor role as Botrick the Leaper in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and the man himself, a tip of the cat to Mr. Don Cheadle, who will be coming in as Jimmy Rhodes, a.k.a. the War Machine. And also some new characters, some new faces in the MCU that we're all very excited to see. Wyatt Russell, one of my personal favorite actors, will be coming in as John Walker, or the U.S. agent. We're all very excited to see where his character goes. Aaron Kellerman, who has been 
popping up everywhere across all different kinds of fantastical universes, um, including Star Wars and others, is coming in as Carly Morgenthal. Yeah, I think I said that I right, guys. I think you got Car- it, yeah. Carly Morgenthal, or the Flag Smasher, or at least the leader of the Flag Smasher. She looks incredible in the trailers. And then Adepero Odoye, I apologize if I messed that up. She's coming in as Sarah Wilson, or Sam's sister. And then two mystery actors coming in for some very exciting future MCU stipulations. Carl Lumley and Elijah Richardson will be coming in as Isaiah and Eli Bradley, respectively. Easily the biggest nod we have to the lineage of Captain America not stopping at Sam or Bucky. Liam, who's who's going to be behind the camera? Who's in the writing room? Directors, writers, give them to me. We got a whole bunch of just really talented people attached to this series, similar to what we got in WandaVision. Our director is Kyrie Scoglund. I say similar to WandaVision because just like Matt Shackman, the director of that series, she has just a peppered resume of top-tier television episodes from Vikings, The Walking Dead, Boardwalk Empire, The Handmaid's Tale, House of Cards, and one Marvel project, you know, maybe not, maybe connected to the MCU, The Punisher. All those shows, you know, I I look at something like House of Cards, I get very excited about the political themes that are going to be in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I also look at the Punisher, the Walking Dead Vikings, that type of action is going to be pretty special. So expect a good balance of those political story beats, but also the rough and rowdy action as seen in the show she's directed before. We also have Malcolm Spellman as the showrunner. Skoglund is the director on all six episodes as she is credited on IMDb, but Spellman is the one running this ship in terms of scripting stuff, getting everyone together, and he has served as a producer on Empire, Hip Hop Uncovered, Truth Be Told, and has worked on a writer for The Sopranos Road to Respect video game, as well as the aforementioned Empire. Both names leading the ship with this series just have absolutely stacked resumes and this looks to be their first project that they're really manning completely spellman and Cogland, uh skoglund excuse me both kind of worked for individual episodes in past shows but this time they're getting the full reins and that leads us right into our synopsis matt following the events of avengers endgame sam wilson also known as falcon played by anthony mackie and bucky barnes the winter soldier played by sebastian stan team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience in Marvel Studios, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Matt, before we move on to production and promo, I do want to kind of have some discourse about the details around this show, namely with the characters. You listed off so many big names. I'm just curious right off the bat, what name are you most anticipating in this show, aside from our title characters, because I feel like that's a bit obvious. Sure. Yeah. And I'm with that. Um, I think Emily Van Camp's going to get a couple moments to shine here. Her roles in Captain America, the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War as Sharon Carter were while fun. And I think she played what she was asked to play. Well, we're limited. And, um, you know, we've only seen her in action one time and is and it is when um, her and Natasha went toe to toe with the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War. And she held her own, you know, next to the deadliest woman on earth in Black Widow. It's hard to, you know, look like a badass. And I think she, uh, Emily Von Camp as Sharon Carter did a good job. I love her in the promos, um, especially after WandaVision. You know, I already had this, t- you know, in my head a little bit, but especially after WandaVision, any woman in a hood that looks like she's about ready to kick some ass, 
I'm here for it, and it's getting me kind of jacked. So um, I'm excited to see a very mysterious undercover Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter. Liam, what returning or new character interests you the most out of this large list of Captain America-based characters? Man, I I feel like it's hard to give you just one, but I'm going to narrow it down for you. Returning characters, Daniel Bruhl as Baron Zemo, I'm just fascinated with. What are these guys' motivations, this guy's motivations? Because I can tell you from the promotional material and from doing, you know, a couple trailer breakdowns, this guy is not just your typical white and black bad guy. He's not, I'm evil and mustache twirling. He's got some motivations here that maybe audiences will sympathize. I'm not saying you will, but I think this guy is one of the most layered villains the MCU has ever seen. And I feel like we've only seen one or two of those layers in Civil War. I feel like we're going to start to peel back more and more and get to know who really is Helmet Zemo and how does he become Baron Zemo. He's obviously taking that role with full effect in this show because he's going to don the hood. He's going to don that purple mask. As for new characters, I, I don't know if this was my 101, but I definitely drafted him in our most anticipated MCU characters draft. Wyatt Russell as John Walker, U.S. agent. This guy, another one. So much mystery around U.S. agent. I have no idea what to expect with this character. He's he's seems like the government-appointed Captain America, but at the same time, he seems to have his own motivations. Obviously, we have not seen a single moment of FaceTime from the U.S. agent in any promotional material. He's just been in the background. His back has been shown. He's been kneeling with his his face shrouded in darkness. Why are they hiding U.S. agent from us? I think it's because his character is going to tell a lot about the story. He's going to be kind of a friendly adversary to Falcon, but also might just be the whole villain. Who knows? But Wyatt Russell, as, as we said, son of... Uh, uh, why? Oh, my God. Kurt Russell. Kurt. A brain fart for a second. He, he's got talent literally in his DNA. He's the star of one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. If you haven't seen it, it is called mm-hmm. Playtest. He's phenomenal. And I think he's going to be a welcome addition to the MCU. Both Bradleys that are rumored, uh, obviously I don't want to touch on them too much, but their implications in the show, if they are confirmed to be playing those characters, Lumley and Richardson respectively, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see. But it's it's hard to steer away from Wyatt Russell as John Walker for my most anticipated new character and matt going into production and promo this entire show has been through the ringer wouldn't you say yeah i mean it's it's been the product of what this last year has been for entertainment products such as tv shows and movies and um this show's no different um if you guys remember this was supposed to be and i could be wrong this is supposed to be our disney plus premiere show this was supposed to be the show in the mcu that you know introduced us to the long form storytelling and after what we've seen with WandaVision how effective the long storm tor- long <laughs> long <laughs> form storytelling was and how much we all found to enjoy that um I think that this show is in an even better spot to take advantage of that because not only are we you know now more conditioned to the MCU's version of TV storytelling I think that we are almost excited for the theorizing week by week. And we won't have that two to three weeks we did with WandaVision where we were like, man, I just wish this show came out, you know, all at once. And people were upset that it was so slow. So I know you didn't ask me, but I do think that um, this show going through the ringer and landing where it landed. um, I'm excited to, you know, just kind of see how it plays out because, you know, the ball's rolling. We can't stop it now. 
Absolutely. The show has been through a lot. Just to walk you guys through the timeline, the series was officially announced in April 2019. Same month as Avengers Endgame, Matt, feels like a lifetime ago. Filming would begin on October 31st, Halloween 2019 with the working title of Tag Team, which I just appreciate as a pro Tag Team, back again. Everybody, everybody, let's begin. Party on, party on. Come on, make some noise. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, one day we're going to get uh, an entire compilation of all the Matt Remke uh, song, like song covers you've done, whether it's before <laughs> or after we officially start rolling, and it's going to be glorious. But moving <laughs> moving forward in the timeline, it was shot in both Atlanta and Prague, Czech Republic. On March 3rd of last year, uh, the production was revealed to be moving to Prague for three weeks until March 25th to wrap up this series. It was so close, but the filming for the series was halted on March 10th. A year ago today, time of recording. How about that? Ain't it funny how the stars align? Uh, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic and members of the production team returned to Atlanta, the Prague production was able to resume on October 10th, wrapped up on October 23rd. They only had two weeks left to film, Matt. We were so close. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is so weird reading through this and hearing you talk about it because like, I remember this was like the height of COVID and I remember like looking up Prague COVID restrictions (laughs) just so I can get a feel on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and when they're going to be able to finish this thing. So much of WandaVision was shot Atlanta and it was over kind of quickly. And Mm -hmm. I just remember like, this was the first show that we all like really paid attention to as to like, okay, like how's COVID going to work around the shooting times here? And I just... You just took me back into a place that I forgot that I was in. <laughs> no, I remember being in that position, just checking up on the Hollywood Reporter and being like, what do you mean Prague is shutting down? Like, cause at that <laughs> yeah. point, it was a week before any of our lives changed. Like, COVID came so fast. And, like, here in the States, I was like, oh, well, everything's fine. Like, what? what? My, my Falcon Winter Soldier series? No. Yeah. Peter Parker and his friends were just there in a movie last year. I saw it. I was there. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But it was able to resume production, obviously, (laughs) wrapped up October 23rd in the past fall. And it got that official release date of March 19th, nearly seven months after its originally scheduled date of August 2020. Matt, how has the promotion looked for this series? What are we looking at in terms of trailers? Man, I mean, they've just been really hitting us with it lately. But our first look came in Disney Plus's now famous Super Bowl 54 sizzle reel. Remember remember how excited we were after that one, not knowing what was to come? That was the day there was a commercial for Hulu where Tom Brady said, I'm not going anywhere, meant for us to interpret it interpret it as he wasn't retiring me as a patriots fan i was like he's staying i had so much hope back no. then so much aspirations and it was all taken from me so yeah, that, that was the black and white instagram post day as well that was a big day for yep. a lot of stuff a lot of stuff but the now famous disney plus super bowl 54 sizzle reels our first look at the falcon winter soldier the very first screen on that trailer it is the shield as the aspect aspect ratio changes for us the first full trailer however came on disney investor day the day i got acl surgery in december 2020 and then the second full trailer came during the next super bowl super bowl 55 on february 2021 and then a slew of tv spots social media promos and other types of clips and extended looks at this show have been hitting us over the head over the past two weeks and i am here for it between february and march we've seen what four or five different types of promotional videos for mm-hmm. this show and and with a week and a half left i feel like we're just getting started I absolutely love it. And they're recycling old footage too in the new TV spots. You know, they're familiarizing with stuff we already know. Maybe a different angle or two of a couple shots. But 
I we couple barely big know. lines. A couple okay. big lines in these most recent ones. Couple big lines, but we barely know anything about the story. It's a global sure. adventure. That's absolutely. It. And I absolutely. love that. Same thing with WandaVision. We kind of went in, oh, it's a sitcom with sword is out there, and what is going on? I love the mystery. Marvel does it phenomenally with their promotional material. Uh, I did kind of want to ask you in terms of these trailers, only because not that you're not excited. You obviously are, you, but you are a WandaVision Jack. through and through. When these trailers were coming out during WandaVision, while that show was still going on, did it do anything to change your excitement or were you just all WandaVision all the time? Wait till it's over to get excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. I think you said this last week, like this is an apples and oranges oranges type of show, you know, mm -hmm. from an outside looking in perspective, obviously they're going to be compared to each other. They're going to be put side by side because they're the first two, you know, the first two picks off the board were WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not just for Disney plus, not just for the MCU, but for everybody's favorite host on this very podcast, <laughs> WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been, you know, at the top of all the lists. So um, I don't think that um, the fact that we saw trailers in the middle of WandaVision affected my excitement. I think if anything, it got me more excited for the change of pace that was inevitably coming. WandaVision was a mental exercise every single week. Emotions were played with, brains were stretched, and Twitter thumbs were happy. I And this is nothing against the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because of the action, because of the comedy, because of the familiarity that we're about to get from this, this is going to be a much easier watch, much more exciting watch week by week, and a lot less stressful. So I am very excited about the change of pace, and ex and I'm even more excited since we're coming off the emotional roller coaster that was the amazing show that is WandaVision. Before we move on, I do have one last question. And because, mm. you know, I'm kind of Mr. Trailer Breakdown guy. I love my trailers. I love watching them frame by frame. Do you have a favorite line that we've gotten from a trailer so far? Can we kind of walk through this together as I think about it? I can tell you mine because I've got it penciled let's, in. Let's since start Disney with yesterday. that. Oh, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've had it penciled in since Disney Investor Day. I think yes. I know what it is. Can I guess it? Yeah, go for it. Legacy that shield is complicated. Hell yeah, you got yeah, it right on yeah. the bat because it. Yeah, the, the implications. <laughs> I won't go too deep into it, but it just imp there's a story there behind mm -hmm. that line. There is a layered, plot. decade long story there, and I can't wait to dive fully into it. Matt, do we have our favorite line found out yet? I do. I do. Um, I I uh, I like the staring contest bit that we <laughs> saw in the therapy session. You know, guys, this isn't a staring contest. And I know it's not a line, but just the smirks that we're getting, not just from Sam Wilson, the snarky, sarcastic asshole we've known for six years. Also, Bucky Barnes smiling in the MCU, something we don't get to see very often. And um, I'm just excited to see the playful relationship. And also, I'm excited for that inevitable look into a deeper part of their relationship that we're bound to see However, time of recording, what date is it? March 10th? Mm -hmm. um, the I have, a I have a vibranium arm line. That got me pretty hype. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, I can fly. I have a vibranium arm. Like, that's pretty badass. Like, how much do you really need a shield when you have a vibranium arm? That, that probably does some cool shit. Right? I would assume. Like, you know, we've seen that shield get stuck about six inches into a tree It'd be pretty nuts if somebody was able to just yank it back with some vibranium magnetic magnetic action. 
and knowing the figures WandaVision gave us, what is that arm worth? What six hundred million, something like that? Yeah, oh something, something absolutely absurd. Um, I, yeah. I I really do want a breakdown of that three billion that Vision is worth. Yeah, like, how then, much of that is vibranium, and what is like the inside stuff? And then can we also get a chart going of like, okay, how much is a vibranium hat? How much is a vibranium like yeah. dry fit shirt? Is it like a Nike dry fit shirt price, which is still like astronomically high? You know what it does? It fills in the holes of, well, why didn't Tony Stark just make a vibranium suit between Infinity War and Endgame? Even he doesn't have enough money. No. You know what I mean? T'Challa is the only one with enough money to do that, and he got dusted. So I think the vibranium suit theory just got shattered by the price of Vision alone. The the Wakanda tax is very real, and they yeah. have only just recently allowed themselves into the outside world. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with vibranium in this show, but it's definitely going to play a part because Bucky plays a big part. He's one of our title characters, and these title characters are going to go through one hell of a story. And as we said with our trailers, we really don't know much, but we do know where these characters are. I'll run through Falcon. Matt's going to hit you with Winter Soldier. Love Falcon it. was first introduced in 2014's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the definition of a supporting character in that movie. He kind of played a two to Cap's one in terms of the good guys. A lot of the bad guys fulfilled the bigger, more longer screen time um, supporting roles. In that movie, your Alexander Pierce's, your Winter Soldiers, even some of the strike team, I felt like got more screen time than Falcon, but it only went up from there. Aside from his two cameo roles in Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, he was in that opening party scene, one of the best scenes in the MCU, in my humble opinion. And then he came back at the end as part of the new Avengers team that Cap and Black Widow were leading. And then he also popped up in Ant-Man, where he fought the Tic Tac one-on-one and took an L, unfortunately. He came back in Captain America Civil War with a much larger role. Definitely played more of a 1B to Cap's 1A on Team Cap, that is, not necessarily in the runtime. And then he had supporting roles in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Definitely limited by the absolutely ensemble, giant ensemble that was both of those pitchers in terms of screen time. But he had that one pretty big moment in Endgame where he did get the shield from old man Cap. This will be Sam Wilson's seventh MCU appearance when he returns in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it will be his first and long time coming leading role within the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tony Mackey in a leading role has been a very polarizing thing for a long time. Like this guy's been in the game for a minute. Hurt Locker was what, 2008? Something like that. Papa Doc. Papa Doc. Eminem. Bro, this guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. Like, I mean, come on. Tony Mack has been in the game for a long time. I'm really excited to see him get this type of shine in the MCU. But um, a guy who has is no stranger to shine in the MCU, and that is Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, first introduced in 2011's Captain America, the first Avenger chronologically, the most tenured character in the MCU. Um presumed dead after falling off a train great scene returning captain america the winter soldier as a brainwashed assassin assassin muscle for alexander pierce and hydra the villain of most of that movie driving plot device in captain america civil war as he is one of the biggest cruxes between the tony and cap relationship he cameoed in black panther as the white wolf and a supporting role in avengers infinity war and avengers endgame where he got you know what a lot of fans are angry about very little screen time, but he did have a couple of dope lines, including, where's the fight? 
because he just knows it's time to go. And uh, so, yeah, guys, this this is a phase one vet, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. And just like Sam Wilson, he's about to get more screen time than he's ever been given before. And I'm very excited to see where they take these characters and where they journey them on this story because they are kind of, I wouldn't say adversaries, but they, they kind of have a push-pull relationship in the past Frenemies. movies we've seen. Frenemies, for sure. You know, can you move your seat up? No. You know, Great scene. Uh, what's the other one? You couldn't have done that earlier. I hate I you. I hate you. So good. Their so chemistry good. in like their like frames worth of scenes that they've shared together because it's been pretty rare in terms of the ensemble pieces where they've actually shared lines of dialogue. They've stole the show. So for six episodes for them to get fleshed out, I'm very much looking forward to that. But let's get into what we do know about the plot. It is, you know, being kept under wraps, very tight to the chest. But what we do know is that this story will deal with Falcon's assimilation into the Captain America role while facing some adversity from outside forces. The government potentially, US agent, Zemo, etc. The flag smashers are in there. There's there's a lot of people that are preventing old Sam Wilson from picking up the shields and donning the Captain America colors. So that will be definitely put something to put your notes on. I don't know what I'm saying there. Noteworthy. That's what I meant to say. Man. This show's story is noteworthy as hell, Liam. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the story is also, or was also, rumored to include a pandemic plotline, but it was reportedly reworked in light of COVID. We'll see exactly Yikes. how much of a, a viral disease they end up incorporating into the show. I don't expect really anything to be in there because, you know, with everything going on, they don't want anything to hit too close Can't to do home. It. Rewatching Endgame, or not Endgame, excuse me. Actually, yeah, the first act of Endgame with everything that's gone on in the, the past couple of years, just with how the world looks then, it hits a little weird. And imagine if they did a pandemic in Falcon Winter Soldier. That's like right on the nose. Can't do it. We can expect in this show, uh, the Madripoor location, the country of Madripoor, and the Ogun gang will be heavily involved. Both are heavily linked to one wolverine in the comics we are not saying wolverine's going to show up in this show by all means he most likely is not however i think his existence is at least going to be hinted at that's <laughs> that's like half a step back from wolverine showing up in this show okay. is that they're going to mention go. wolverine like I, i'm just i'm worried liam if, i'm if worried it, that we're going to fall into the exact same no, trap no, we just I'm, spent in the last two months his existence being hinted i equate that to Someone dropping adamantium, like dropping the line See, about adamantium. That would be cool. That Something, would be cool. Not someone saying, I have a metal clawed friend who would be just up for this challenge. And then, you know, nothing. See, yours was like, you know, over-exaggerated. Could you see something like, oh, you're talking like the X, uh, the, uh, the Weapon X project. Like, like that being mentioned I would mean, be... I I could, because in the comics, technically Captain America is Weapon 1. He was the first yeah. one. And Dude. Weapon X is just the Roman numeral that just aligns with all the X. We got, know, a lot, we got a lot of stuff that we could have covered with Steve Rogers, but unfortunately, we're going to see what we can get in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> but um, Animantium being mentioned would be very cool. Um, can we take a second and just talk about you know what we know so far about the story and something that I think that we can infer from the trailers um, one line from, it seems like a politician of some kind. I don't want to say he's the president, even though the president has only shown up in Captain America projects in the past, right? And no, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Ellis, um, I think. President Ellis? Ellis, yes. 
Yes, a uh, a former guest on the Lights Thunder Action podcast, hosted hey, by the uh, direct David Thompson. Um, so um, the president said something along the lines of, "We need new heroes," right? And then we have that line from Zemo: "Heroes cannot be allowed to exist mm. in this world." I think we are going to get a very injured from those two lines, and also what we know about Baron Zemo. Um, I think those two lines give us um, hints that we're going to get a look at what the status of superheroes are uh, after the blip, post-blip. You know what I mean? The five-year gap happened, in-game happened, heroes came out on top. What is the public opinion on heroes? How are, you know, people like Bucky and Sam, who are heroes, going to navigate that? Um, I'm, I'm just really excited to get a look at what's going on in the world of the MCU as opposed to something like WandaVision or Loki, which is coming out after this, which is going to be focused on different characters in the MCU. You know me, Matt. We've talked at length that you're more of the the galaxy stories, the the space operas, I guess, and I'm more of the grounded stuff. I am very just dying to see what the world looks like post-snap, as you said, post-blip, excuse me, because WandaVision offered us a very contained look at one bubble and literally some yeah literally like some outside scenes of what sword is up to you know oh, it's been three weeks and people are coming back to work i, w- I want to know what like random civilians how how they're operating day to day i want to know what happens man if i got dusted i returned five years later and now my job is taken am i owed that job am i owed like some sort of check for my five years in between what happens if someone bought my house during the five years little things Aired your wife yeah, exactly. Like what happens? And, you know, I, I think little things like that, they won't receive necessarily a spotlight, but I do think that they will be touched upon because of the nature of this being a very grounded and global tale. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, just from the two post blip projects that we've seen so far in Far From Home, which is set after WandaVision and WandaVision, we've seen little itty bitty hints of that type of stuff. Um, the teachers in Far From Home, uh, I forget exactly what the line is, but the funny teacher, he's like, yeah, my wife uh, said she blipped. She didn't, though. She just kind of oh. something like that. Right. She just ran away or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. The guy who's allergic to perfume. Um, but also just in WandaVision, Westview. You know, when Wanda drives in and when Wanda dips out, Westview is a decrepit, um, you know, run down, not doing so hot city. Let's take that and expand it into six episodes of world building. And I think we're going to get something like we're going to get Falcon and Warrior Soldier, but with a better soundtrack, a better fight scene sequences and Liam. The costumes. Oh. Did you see the full look at the Falcon costume the other day? I mean, I've seen like the toys. Is there an uh, official? There's, a, there's an official like shot of Sam Wilson, full costume, wings spread out. It looks amazing. I have been dying for the red and white Falcon suit for so long, and they've given us the tactical stuff, which is cool. But this looks insanely awesome. Excuse me for for misinterpreting that because I I have seen those full looks, but there are toy leaks out there of yeah. Falcon with some Captain America colors. So I don't oh, think yeah, that, that was this, a while ago. Wasn't this it? yeah, this red and white suit he's probably gonna don for five and a half episodes. But just like old Wanda Maximoff got her her long awaited Scarlet Witch crown, I I do think that we're gonna see Falcon don some red, white, and blue uh, sooner rather than later. I never thought that I would go into a show expecting a uh, Captain America Falcon suit and thinking in the back of my head, 
you know, I wonder if it's going to be as cool as the Scarlet Witch shoot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I never I never thought I would be comparing what I can expect to be dope suits to the Scarlet Witch suit of all of them. But, I mean, you want to talk about bars being set. Like, let's do that draft again and see what my first overall pick is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if we get anything like the moment that Wanda got her suit in this, I'm going to lose my mind because it's just going to be ten times cooler. <laughs> Phase four drafts, uh, phase four draft of costumes would be pretty special. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head. One thing I Tickle did want to touch on um, in terms of story before we give in, get into our expectations, uh, a little set photo was released time of recording today of Bucky Barnes, excuse me, Sebastian Stan on set getting his hair done. But interestingly, he was getting his long hair done. Every promotional material we've seen He's been wearing short hair. There's two implications here. One, he could have a haircut in the in the span of this show, similar to how we saw Cap kind of shave his beard in Endgame just to kind of get it out of the way. Or we could kick off the show with a short-haired Sebastian Stan, and long-haired Sebastian Stan implies some flashbacks of some gritty Winter Soldier stuff. Matt, do, we, do you think we're getting any type of flashbacks in this show, or do you think that the long hair is just an indication that we're just going to see uh, Seb sit down for a haircut? As you started that question, I thought, well, obviously we're going to get some flashbacks. You know, we're going to learn more about these guys' history and all that. I do expect some Sam Wilson stuff. Mm -hmm. We've gotten so many Bucky Barnes flashbacks. Like, if you really look at it, we know so much about the history of Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier. And then every other part of his life, other than what we saw in Captain America, the first Avenger, he's been frozen in Wakanda. So, um... I don't know how many or what type of flashbacks we're going to get um, from Bucky Barnes, but the long hair does indicate that we're getting some Winter Soldier stuff from back in the day. What if... Oh, you see, I already did it. Uh-oh, did, he's hooked on a theory. To, I did it to myself. Hooked, I, I, I saw the moment in your eyes when you realized <laughs> the fault that you just committed. Well, I mean, people are so upset because, you know, with Cap gone... We're never going to get a look at, you know, Wolverine and Cap in World War Two, and, you know, how that looked and what that. Don't. He was there. Bucky don't was don't there. give me I, hope. I just, I, <laughs> we got to learn from our mistakes, guys. And this is even bigger. That's the thing. This is even a bigger of an assault on what we're expecting out of this show already. When the most famous comic book character in Marvel outside of Queens is being you know predicted to be in a show that has had zero hints of it but we're getting it out of the way now right primer episode exactly get, primer it, out episode. Of, get it out of your system and you know those are <laughs> those are some questions i have for you about the story questions you have for me about the story but you the listeners also have a significant amount of questions about the story that's why we are going to roll into a question and answer segment with your presenting questions with a very special guest now, before we get out of here, we do want to dedicate some time to your fan questions ahead of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiere. But with a series this star-studded, we needed to bring out the big guns. Joining myself and Matt for our Falcon and Winter Soldier mailbag, please welcome back the host of Phase Zero, comicbook.com's very own Brandon Davis. BD, thank you so much for popping back on the pod. Of course. Thanks for having me. Who else is here? You said big guns. Who else is coming? Oh, that's oh, well, me, that, baby. Yeah, so that, that's our boy, Matt Remke. Yeah, you know I'm here. You know I'm <laughs> here. I'm go. ready to go. Let's answer some fan questions, man. Yo, the mailbag. 
Let's go do ahead. it. Let's do it. So um, we're going to start off with a question from me and Liam because we're fans too, Brandon. Did you know that? You know, we're, we're just as much fans as everybody else. That's why we love this stuff. So my question for you, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as fans, what lessons can we learn from WandaVision and take into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as far as just the viewing experience? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we can learn. I mean, listen, uh, I think I can't imagine that in watching and uh, reading and hearing all of the coverage and social media buzz surrounding WandaVision that Kevin Feige didn't call Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan within the past five weeks at some point and say, listen, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to tease cameos. We're not going to say there's a moment equivalent to this. We're not going to do any of that because I mean, like WandaVision was such an excellent show and the conversation ended up being pissed about things we didn't get because of just things that were never a part of the show. Exactly. So, Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, you heard it here from BD himself, Twitter, stop typing actors, <laughs> stop teasing stuff. Let's just all enjoy the ride. Let's just have a good time. That's what we're here for. But that's, that's the thing. I mean, the conversation is my favorite part of this whole thing. Like, I mean, I, I, I may, I mean, obviously I like watching the stuff, but then like the week to week format made WandaVision. Like that was the first time Marvel's ever had something like that, where you can switch and be part of a community and a conversation in such an avid way. And I mean, it was such a, the show lent itself to conversation, but uh, you know, Paul Bettany saying there's an actor coming and Lizzie confirming Mm -hmm. there's a Luke Skywalker moment. It was like, well, what, when you say aerospace engineer, what are we supposed to do when we have that information? (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of, you know, levels the anticipation and obviously we're very excited, but don't blow those proportions way out of the water. And it'll obviously be a lot more grounded than uh, WandaVision. So we can kind of expect that I'd say from the actors, hopefully fingers crossed, but getting into our first fan question. Now this comes from at master cookie 23 on Twitter. Caleb Garrett, a big fan of the show, Matt. He's always interacting with us. On he's Twitter, our man. So he's, the bo- he's the man, Caleb. Shout out, Caleb. Uh, he asks, do you think that this show will be a very contained story or will it have a larger effect on the MCU? BD, I want to go to you first. Uh, what do we think about this question? I think it'll be, I mean, I, I think it's going to move the MCU forward pretty well, like pretty heavily. And, but uh, I mean, I, after WandaVision, it feels hard to say that, any of the Disney plus shows are going to do anything monumental for the MCU. It seems like they might save like the really big stuff for the movies and, you know, have these stories that deepen the characters on TV, which is cool. That works for me. I mean, I don't need to see a major character die on Friday morning while I'm having coffee before work. So uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to move the MCU forward. It'll introduce some new characters probably. And that's, I'm guessing, but I, I don't think it means we're going to get like Mephisto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, until Mephisto shows up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and we all lose our minds. Um, I don't have much Red to add. Mephisto. Red Wing has been Mephisto yeah. this entire time. <laughs> Um, I don't have much to add except for the fact that I think what this show is going to do from a grand MCU standpoint is it's going to kind of familiarize us to where the world's at post blip. 
You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man Far From Home didn't dive into that very much. WandaVision definitely didn't dive into that. So like, I think we're going to kind of get established on where's people's mind space as far as superheroes, the Scovia Accords, the aliens, the blips, you know, existential dread, all that stuff. I think is going to be a good look at the world reacting to the Infinity Saga, which is one of the things that makes the MCU great. Um, we're going to move on to our next question um, from Jodum8. Um, not Jodum 1 through 7, but Jodum 8. Guys, what do we think? Over or under six and a half minutes per credits every episode? Oh, what were they on WandaVision? Like seven? Seven-ish. Around seven, seven and a half. Probably over, you I think. think. It's like all the locations. It had a big-ass crew, and like a movie crew, but I feel like this one is even bigger. Like the, I feel like this just looks more cinematic whereas a lot of wandavision was contained mm -hmm. to the studio i mean they were filmed right next to each other at the same time so it might be the same i don't know maybe it's the <laughs> same name they just replaced matt shackman and jack schaefer with carrie scogland but I, yeah i think it's probably about the same but over over, over. six and a half all right booking it i'm also i wish go they home. would just release the times i wish they would release how long these episodes are they're the, like nobody else does this nobody yeah. i can't think of any other studio or network that is like you want to know how long it is <laughs> and then it, it leaks on reddit and everyone's like well you said in your article there when you predicted it i'm like i'm just using my mind oh. and math and all that i'm also going to go over very slightly as you mentioned bd uh very much more world uh, encapsulating compared to WandaVision. They shot in Prague, you know, they got so much other stuff to, to cover in the credits. And also like as frustrating as it is when these episodes end on a cliffhanger, the credits look pretty sweet. And I'm sure that we're going to get a nice little uh, finishing sequence each week with Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Moving on to another question. This comes from at Hudson Benji seven on Twitter. What is the one thing about Falcon's backstory that you want to know the most about? It seems that these Disney plus shows will dive deeper into lesser characters, backstories, very hype. We kind of said this at the top that obviously these Disney plus shows are focused on elevating the characters rather than giving us those big MCU moments. Uh, Matt, I'll go to you first with this one. What are we expecting out of Sam Wilson? Um, I got kind of a weird one. I want to know why it seems like there's so much animosity between Sam and Bucky. I know they've always had that kind of frenemy vibe to them, but like it, like the way they're showing off in these trailers, like it really seems like something happened between them. I don't know if it had to do with Cap's death or, you know, where the shield went, shit like that. But the lethal weapons vibes, um, seem a little more, um, heartfelt than funny and I'm interested to see what the rift is between those two. I want to see Sam's family and life before mm -hmm. the Avengers or outside of the Avengers. Like he in comics, like when he gets the shield, like one of the first things they I think what Steve, the way Steve describes him is how he's just a normal guy who's just so bent on doing the right thing and all that kind of stuff. Like why? Why? You know, let's see why Sam is that way in in live action and i want to see you know maybe his time when he was serving in the military and i think some flashbacks would be sick yeah uh but i yeah i mean i want to see his fan like his personal life in a way like we just got to see wanda's i thought that was awesome so we net like these wanda and sam were very similar kind of tier supporting characters in movies and now they're leads so yeah. 
Well, yeah, and um, you know, I, it's just going to be really interesting to see what they pick and choose from, and especially because we have so much of Bucky's backstory already. They've already dove into that in such a big way. Yeah. I'm excited to see how they split that up. Um, uh, so we're going to move on to a question from the Wells 16, Andrew Wells. Um, he is asking, they've kept the Sokovia Accords fresh in our minds with the name drops in WandaVision and Brandon Davis's puppy on the screen. Um, how do you think this show will tackle the Accords in a post-Thanos world, considering that Bucky and Sam are probably still fugitives? WandaVision didn't have time to dive into the you know, what happens when these fugitive heroes return um, after the Sokovia Accords? You know, we didn't really touch on that, but they definitely mentioned it enough for to keep it in our minds. Um, uh, Liam, I'm going to go to you first. What do we think the Sokovia Accords are going to play a role in this show? I think the Sokovia Accords mainly factor in with Sharon Carter. I feel like we've seen a lot of promotional stuff about how she's on the run and everything in trailers. She's got her hood up. She looks like she's coming into dark rooms and really being like hidden um, in plain sight. So I don't think we're going to see a lot um, from Sam and Bucky because they seem more public in the trailers. Sam's in a suit attending, well, you know, a memorial, a funeral. We don't know. Uh, Bucky, we really haven't seen too much of in civilian. He's been at the nightclub occasionally. Um, but yeah, I think the Sokovia Accords, to, to answer this question in short, uh, strongly concern Sharon Carter. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's going to be a lot of Sharon stuff. And I think uh, it'll probably tell us why Sharon is in Madripoor, because mm -hmm. they just kind of welcome criminals. So she's probably been there a minute. Maybe yeah. she wasn't snapped. So she spent the whole blip in like getting to know this criminal world. And she's going to be the one with the answers that Bucky and Sam need. I like the idea of Sharon growing in that five years, not being snapped and really like understanding what post Thanos world is and teaching other characters. Like yeah. you just said. Yeah. Yeah. She would almost have uh Hayward's mentality of like, you didn't know what it was like during the five years, but kind of the more hero mentality to that. I really dig that. And I really dig this next question coming from the direct.com's very own Richard Nevins, friend of the show, recurring guest on the Absolutely. show. Uh, and I love this question. Cause he says, do you think we can trust U.S. agent will he turn out to be an adversary to Sam and Bucky way back when when we did our most anticipated phase four characters draft U.S. agent was high on my list because this guy is shrouded in mystery and I don't think he's up to any good uh BD I'll go to you first what are your I, thoughts on Wyatt Russell's uh U.S. agent I don't think he's really up to anything I, I feel like <laughs> I mean he's just I feel like he's just gonna be a pain in the ass for a while like he's going to want to be Captain America, but it's like, bro, you're not stop. Like, so I, I don't know if he, cause he kind of like, he plays both sides of it in the books. Like it depends which story you read. I think he could just really kind of be an annoying kind of wannabe who kind of tries to take advantage of getting the shield. I guess that makes him a villain. And I don't know if he'll, and maybe, but ultimately he'll, he could, I could see him being a character that's just like, you're right, take the shield. Like, this belongs to you, not me. Uh, but then again, maybe he won't. Uh, and he's just going to try to keep it, and Sam's going to have to punch him in the face. Well, I can't wait to see that. Uh, my prediction uh, for uh, US agent uh, Scourge and Thor Ragnarok. I think I get super similar vibes for how his uh, story plays out. Just because, like, you know, comparison. funny, kind of goofy side character. Obviously a physical presence, you know, being as big as both those characters are. And then at the end has some sort of redeeming moment that, you know, saves a group of people, whatever it might be. And real is, quick, is is he a celestial? He's the son of Kurt Russell. So, damn. you know. <laughs> damn. Is he going to carry Des and Troy? 
Oh, I don't know. But um, I cannot wait to see uh, Wyatt Russell's stuff. You know what I mean? I do love Wyatt Russell as an actor. He's, oh, yeah, I think he's a good he's actor, great. too. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to uh, – this is one of my favorite questions, and I'm very excited about it. What are our expectations for the score of this show, and do you want to see them kind of incorporate Cap's theme – you know, you can obviously do it too much, but you can also not do it enough. BD, what do you think, you know, the vibe and the score and the tone of the music we're going to get out of this? That's um, true. I mean, I want that that Avengers movie, like 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 MCU movie, choir, orchestra, not choir, just orchestra uh, score. Because every time it came into WandaVision, it felt so, like, it just makes it feel so familiar and exciting and as we haven't been in theaters for a minute that that always felt really good in wandavision and wandavision didn't really lend itself to having like a score like that very often because of how meta it was and then when it did it really like popped it was awesome so i could see a lot more of that coming into play because but they could also like that one trailer like used a really like a, a hip-hop song that like i mean i could see it either way where i see falcon flying through the ridges and like doing his version of an X-Wing fight and going up through all this crazy cinematic high-quality fight sequence set to like the orchestra theme or mm-hmm. it's like a hip-hop song that gets your blood pounding right. and all that. And I can see the same thing when Bucky's twirling a knife. You could see that to the set to like a rap song or a pop mm-hmm. song or whatever. Or you could see it set to like Winter Soldier level like wow. and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Lance. I was just gonna say I, I agree, and I think that this is gonna have a much more epic score because Henry Jackman is returning. I, I believe that the composer for WandaVision, I want to say Christopher Beck. I'm pretty Christoph, sure he was Christoph Beck. Christoph Beck. There we go. I'm pretty sure he was an MCU rookie. I'm pretty sure like that was his first time coming into to compose a, a Marvel score. We can we can fact check Research that. But Henry Marvel. Jackman obviously has his DNA rooted in the entire Captain America. Uh, legacy and I, I think it would be cool like you said uh infusing some hip-hop would be would be fun and i think that they will do falcon's theme similar to captain america but also make it his own so he's not just like you know a nostalgia character because he's not he's his own character and i think the score plays a big part of that yeah i want to see like a trappy kind of hip-hop version of cap's theme you know you know like something like blood pumping like that but familiar at the same time that'd be insane i beatbox for you bd you like that dude call me up he composed 50 an hour oh christoph back today man yeah yeah he did it man one of matt's favorite scores uh, moving on like to our next question. The Galaxy score. You got a trap version of that for me? No. Uh, um, remind me what the tune is real quick. No. No, that's... Uh, Shit. That was the, that's Game of Thrones. That's the Game of Thrones theme song. <laughs> hey, hey, a trap Game of Thrones theme song also would be sick. 
Yeah. Now we're all, all right. Right. An- another episode for another time where we just beat Max <laughs> over Marvel scores. Moving on to our next question from <laughs> Ethan Balajidia. I, I really apologize if I butchered that last name. Ethan Balajidia, how do you think that this show will compare to WandaVision, obviously, coming out back to back? It's going to get those comparisons. Uh, BD, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Is it going to live up to the gold standard WandaVision set, or is it going to kind of carve its own niche? Will we finally meet the aerospace engineer in this? Or that would be just... sick. <laughs> that would so be weird. sick. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think they're going to be so hard to compare mm-hmm. because WandaVision was. I mean, it was so good, but it was just so different. Like, and this is going to be very familiar, I think, mm-hmm. for MCU fans. Like, this isn't going to feel like a structure and a format we haven't had before. It's going to feel like characters and and action and and the type of thing we've seen. And I'm sure, you know, the story is going to be fresh, but the layout is going to be very familiar for MCU, I think. That said, MCU has always been, you know, they're not all great, but most of them are. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a chance this is just like a very different thing from WandaVision that some, it's going to depend on your preference. Do you want the mystery and the conversation and the and the homage and the Easter egg loaded thing? Or do you want the MCU action thrill ride? And mm-hmm. It's going to, it's going to vary by case by case i think there's a chance i end up like in falcon and winter soldier more than wandavision i love the character development in wandavision but i think i ended up buying into the hype of it all a little too much and and just thinking i swear i think they regret not having reed richards that was that was too good of an idea would have been great <laughs> but uh but like and i think that the fact that you look at the aerospace engineer or the hexagons and the people were looking at the dots on vision's tie and it's like this is all going to mean something psych so I don't think we'll run into that. So it'll be easier to just watch this through a more uh, I'm not expecting more characters or villains or twists lens, uh, just more straightforward. So I don't know. It's going to depend on preference, but I think it'll be, I I really have high expectations for Falcon Winter Soldier. I didn't have as high of expectations for WandaVision and it exceeded them. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's what made WandaVision such a spectacle and kind of put us all in an awe kind of moment because it was such a wild concept. It was such a unique way to approach a show with two characters. We really don't know that well, like, like at least with Bucky Barnes, he's had his name in a movie title. Like that's not nothing. You know what I mean? So um, I agree with everything BD said. I think it's going to be an easier watch, not a knock against Falcon Winter Soldier. I think it's going to be a less complicated watch, not a knock against Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm on the other end though, where I cannot see myself liking this show more than WandaVision. Not because I'm not excited. It's just where Wanda ended up is, you know, exactly where I wanted her to end up. And I'm just interested to see the character arc we see with these two characters moving down the line. Um, This is one I'm pretty excited about. It's a little two-parter. Do you think that this show with Bucky Barnes involved will set up Thunderbolts? And who do you see as early members of that team if it does? If it does, I mean, I mean, I want to see Thaddeus Ross get involved. That'd be cool. I could see Elena Belova getting involved. That'd be sick. I think Elena, I wouldn't be shocked if Elena shows up, but I'm done buying into predictions of who's going to show up. That's a good point. That's a good point. Plus, <laughs> I mean, this comes out before Black Widow, which it wasn't originally supposed to do. That's That's been my thought all along, is that like, ah, Florence Pugh could be here, but... I don't know if they're gonna that that's I'd be surprised it's only six episodes with 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 WandaVision having nine it's like I don't know but 
I, I know that some of the Netflix actors are going to be getting involved. I, maybe they call Elda Young back. Not in not in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just mean uh, in Marvel in Marvel Studios project. Little scoop little scoop there from BD. Oh, I thought yeah. I saw your face. I was like, no, nah, I'm not. I, gonna, been, I, I already started typing an article. <laughs> no, not, I mean, maybe they are in this, but I know I know there are some Disney Plus shows that are going to have Marvel Studio the, the some of the actors from Netflix shows. So maybe you get Electra in there. I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, but I, again, I doubt it would just surprise me to see Thunderbolt stuff start in the show. Maybe you see the seeds get planted and you see like some of these, I, I think Black Widow will, could, could do more for that than this though. It's a good point. Yeah. Seeds get planted is exactly what I was going to say. I think Black Widow is the movie that would set it up if it is coming. And as for who you see as members of the lineup, I think the one guarantee is Thaddeus Ross. You know, I don't think he just comes back to be a government official. I think you know, we know in the comics he turns into Red Hulk, and I feel like, you know, that's got to pop eventually. That's got to happen. So I see Red Hulk being a, a key founding member. And then you mentioned Yolanda Belova. I don't think she pops up in this show because she's coming in Hawkeye. So I feel like they save her uh, second MCU appearance for Hawkeye later in the fall. Yeah, I can see that. And moving on to our next question from Cameron Lowe on Instagram. This one's a doozy. On a scale of one to ten, we're setting some odds here. What are the odds we get Red Skull returning to Earth? Matt, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on not Hugo Weaving, but Ross Marquand reprising his role as Red Skull in the series? Man, that's some research Liam did for this one. Um, I uh, I see Baron Zemo in a purple mask, and I can't help but think Red Skull. Um, you know, just based on the mid 2000s comic runs we've seen with Zemo and the Thunderbolt stuff, and especially him during Civil War, him and you know, the Red Skull entity, it was more of a mind thing with him in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. I just love the idea of that coming to play at some point, you know, a man behind the curtain kind of thing. And here, here I am setting up expectations already, you know, mm -hmm. Mephisto, Red Skull, all the same character. But I think it would be a really cool way to end the season, you know, some sort of post credit situation where, you know, maybe Zemo's down and out and Red Skull comes to help him out because they have some sort of cap connection. So um, I, I, I'm putting it at a, a, a four, which doesn't seem high, but it's not one. And there's no generous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You sounded a lot more than a four when you were describing uh, how it could happen. But <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. Guys. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with this. I really thought that was the Foxman Quicksilver, but it wasn't. So um, I'm playing it safe. Now, hey, hey, we can't do it. We'll spend way too much time on it. We'll spend... I'm talking to I got Shackman on phase zero on Friday. And listen, I need you. It's live, and um, he's going to hear from me. Yeah. We're going to hear from him, but he's going to hear from me. Give me the earful. Give me you want to tussle again? You want to you want to tussle again? Yeah. That, that broke me. That was a hilarious line. Evan Peters is a is a national treasure. He is good. Yeah, he's he was a yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, that'll go all night. That'll go all night. <laughs> Thunder, uh, uh, Red Skull BD. What do you think? No, I don't no. think so. No shot. I, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised. Well, how did he get off Vormir? We don't even have time to. Explain. During Nat's funeral, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> good shit. Um, okay, so going into this, um, from at my body is red, G. My body's red, G. I know at my body is red. Yeah, he's the man. Um, what do you think makes Sam and Bucky so annoyed at each other? I kind of hinted at this earlier. Where do you think that animosity comes from? Because they seem to be in a pretty decent spot at the end of Infinity War, but really, we don't know. So, 
I, I think Sam is just, <laughs> it's tricky because Sam, I was going to say Sam is like a more regimented cut and dry dude, but he's really not. He's sarcastic as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be military trained and minded, but he's very sarcastic and, and quippy and all that. So mm-hmm. I think they both like to kind of be the number one sidekick and they have, they ended up competing for that with, they wanted both wanted caps love. Yo, did you ever? Uh, is this how? There's a Mackie told a story at 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 uh, <laughs> uh, Wizard World in New Orleans back in like 2016 before Civil War came out. Okay. This is a very not safe for work story that he told on a panel. Awesome. I don't like. Can I tell it? Can yes, I, you like, can. Yeah, the please. Worst, for the love the worst, of God, I tell mean, it. Like the, so, the, <laughs> so this this kid gets some came up. Some kid came up, and I think it was like a 12 year old kid. Like it's. Probably like five thousand, maybe not like, like two thousand people in the room. Families, kids, like it's Captain America Civil War panel, and some kid asks, um, "What does Falcon think of Bucky? Are they gonna meet or something in this movie?" And Mackey on the stage in front of all these moms and all these kids goes, <laughs> "He goes, he's fucking up my hand jobs." Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I was like, yo. Yo, what? <laughs> and and, and like doubled down and said it again. I was like, if you were like an athlete, that's a yeah. hundred grand right there. Yeah, you just got fined. But at, I mean, but but is that not like point, the Go to Mackey's point. <laughs> I think I think they both are competing for Cap's love. Maybe it's a more platonic love than what he sure. said. Sure, maybe it's not. I don't know. Love is love, BD. Love is love. <laughs> but uh, I was. I was like, yo, he just, he just said, I'm sure Bob Iger was like, <gasps> <laughs> why is that not the most talked about Anthony Mackie story of all time? Like, like I'm listening to sing the Jefferson's theme song on the Fallon show and now he's out here talking about cap love. That's crazy. Yo. Yeah. That was, That's not uh, the exclusive. I thought we were going to get out of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I, I thought was going to happen. I have to have, I was recording that whole panel. I have to have that video somewhere. I don't know. That was five years ago, but you can't put it on your podcast. We can put it on ours though. Send it, send it <laughs> uh, way. I don't know if comic book is airing that clip. <laughs> right on. I, I love the story. Jesus. I love whenever Anthony, I love whenever Anthony Mackie is on just any type of, you know, public forum late. That night, was the same day phenomenal. I tripped over Sebastian Stan's foot, I think in the bathroom, but that's nice. a story for another time. Is that a euphemism or? No, I I literally I tripped over <laughs> in the bathroom. I acted like we were old friends. Looked at him in the mirror. Well, I didn't know he was in the bathroom. We were washing our hands. Looked in the mirror. Saw him. I was had a few drinks. Sure. And uh, I was like, ha, "What's up, Zeb?" As <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, man." And then he, he opened the door, and I tripped. I fell out of the bathroom. Tripped over his foot. Oh my god. <laughs> And then, now you're going to interview him at some point in the next yeah, I couple of weeks. Me. I, I hope he forgot about that. Yeah. We'll see. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to pivot from there because I, I love that story and just everything about it. But we do have one final question I want to get to. And it comes from Nick Byerly on Twitter. And he says, what do you think will be next for each of these characters after the show? Like what they will appear in. So big prediction question, I guess. And, you know, these are very grounded heroes. I don't think we're seeing any of these guys appear in Doctor Strange, Eternals, even Spider-Man 3, any of the multiverse projects, if you will. Um, but I could see, you know, maybe Winter Soldier pop up in a Hawkeye, feels very grounded, maybe even a Shang-Chi connection. I don't know. My brain is kind of jumbled with, with this question. BD, I want to go to you first. 
where do we see the future of Falcon and Winter Soldier after the show? It's that's just it's so weird to think that we don't know because like Marvel has been so like the future has been so laid out and there's just been so much like, yeah, you're going to go to this character, then they're going to go to this and then they're going to go to that. And this one's going to go to this thing. And this one, like, it, it seems like maybe we won't see them for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Armor Wars. That's, because exactly the Earth, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Know, maybe the it's a Secret Invasion, maybe. Like, I, I could see, you know, Sword calling upon Captain America to help. Maybe we mm-hmm. get Scroll Captain America in Armor Wars. Uh, Scroll Sam Wilson. So... That'd be nuts. It's just, I don't know, I, I genuinely think they might both be on a little bit of a break here after this one, which honestly, they'll probably both the actors want because they went from Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, TV show. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they are both like, listen, give us like a year or two off here. Sure. But uh, then again, I mean, then again, I don't know. Everybody likes money. So money sure is cool. It just seems like the Earth stories are becoming limited. It's, hmm. You know, it's like there's less and less Earth. There's more cosmic. There's more multiverse, and there's more time travel. But I don't see them fitting into Ant Man. You know, no. Man, I mean, especially with the title like Quantumania. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's kind of like an indication that Phase Five will include more of those earthly projects, just to get these characters back into the fold in different, unique ways. Um, but you're right. It's just so interesting that like we don't know the next time we'll see. I mean, we know we'll see Wanda and Doctor Strange, but like that's a whole year from now, you know? Like that's 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 a crazy amount of projects in between WandaVision and Doctor Strange that we won't see Wanda. And like, you know, when you do rewatches um of the MCU, a lot of people like to put the two Guardians movies together because technically they're back to back in the timeline. And um I in my last rewatch I realized that's kind of weird to do because then you don't see the Guardians for like eight movies or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's gonna be so interesting not seeing these guys for a while. But I, I was gonna say Armor Wars. I think I think Secret Invasion might be the low key like the cameo show. Like every episode somebody we met in phase four will show up in some I sort would of love that. It'd be Twitter's insane. Have a field day with that one. That I'm reading. I'm reading it right now. Uh, Secret Invasion, and just like I, I, I think what they're doing two back to back scroll post credit scenes. They are embedding into our brains that it could be anybody. Anybody can get it at any time, and that's a terrifying thought when there's this kind of mystery going on in the background. I, I just like I, I think I'm, I'm afraid that the Secret Invasion show is going to be. Uh, just not it's there's no way it matches the scope of the comic there's there's no way you there's no way that that'd be bigger than endgame you know what i mean like look at every character that's in that Mm -hmm. so i think it you know i think you make a good point it could be the cameo show where maybe week after week it's like a mandalorian thing where it's a new mission to investigate a person and maybe we ought to figure out this week is sam wilson a scroll is he the real sam wilson that kind of thing that sounds interesting but i i I mean i love not knowing where they're going actually to be like the best it's 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 nice to have something to look forward to but at the same time like we we know that white vision is going to be back but we we don't we have no idea when zero clue they get so zero I, I did that. yeah and i i genuinely hope that when he does come back it's a surprise mm-hmm. like i know i know that I, I it's like it's it's basically my job to break that news when he's coming back but i i love the idea of you know he can just show up i, I went into thor the dark world had no idea loki was going to turn into chris evans for a second loved it yeah. so and I, I don't remember the last time there was a moment like that oh jk simmons yeah nobody had any idea about yep. jk simmons. but and that makes it so much better well yeah, even, even even mark hamill you know what i mean after, yeah. at the end of mando how'd they keep yeah. that a secret no clue i mean that 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 was that's 
was the big triumph of it. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. why the whole Evan Peters thing, for those in the know, he we knew he was going to be in the show. That's why Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. Hey, quick credit summer. here because I love the surprise. I knew about Evan Peters being in WandaVision like two months before the news came out. And I didn't say a word because I didn't want to ruin it for anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not the hero we asked for, but the hero we all need. Brandon golf, Davis of Golf Clapper BD on, on the direct podcast. <laughs> I, I have no idea the future of these characters. And uh, I kind of love it because, you know, it, it with Wanda, no one really thought she was going to die. But the fact she was going to be in Doctor Strange too, we all were like, well, there's our security blanket. We've seen a lot of rumblings like future of the Winter Soldier. Could he pass in the show? We'll see. But the fact that we don't have either of these characters confirmed for a future project, I dig that. And that's going to do it for our Q&A. BD, Brandon Davis, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We know you got phase zero, everything on comicbook.com, but is there anything specifically Falcon Winter Soldier related that you got down the pipeline that you want to plug? Uh, I'm doing interviews with the cast and crew on Saturday the 13th, and that'll just be all over comicbook.com and on Twitter and stuff. So uh, you go to comicbook.com slash Marvel or just follow me at Brandon Davis BD and I'll have all that coverage for you. And uh, we'll probably have some of it on the Phase Zero podcast. So every week, you know, it's all Falcon Winter Soldier all the time. That's right. For all of us for the next six weeks once we get it. <laughs> right back into it. We get one week off. <laughs> we get one week yeah. off. Take a breath and jump back in. Yep. No complaints. Well, thank you so much, BD. We'll be sure to have you on uh, sometime in the future. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you so much to comicbook.com's very own Brandon Davis. We answered some questions, we had some laughs, and we talked about some inappropriate topics. But, you know, that's the direct podcast, baby. That's what we're here for. So, guys, before we get you out of here, before we get you out of this primer episode, we're going to kind of give you our overall general expectations for the Star Spangled series. The Falcon and Winter Soldier releases next week, March 19th. Let's go. Liam, this is your project, man. And this is your baby. Number one pick in multiple drafts. Slotted in early on multiple lists. You know, guys, we have 23 episodes of Liam talking about this show, and this is it. <laughs> um, I got my WandaVision payoff, and I couldn't be happier. I expect you to get the same in the next month and a half. But what are you expecting from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I'm expecting, I mean, it just generally a good time week to week. Not saying WandaVision wasn't a good time, but there were episodes that left, you know, a lot to be desired. And we had those fulfilled in later weeks. I'm expecting each episode to kind of give me some some big highlight material, some some stuff to put on a sizzle reel uh, at the end of phase four, like a lot of great action stuff. But I'm also expecting one of the most, uh, I don't want to get into hyperboles, but here we are. We're getting okay. into superlatives. I'm expecting one of the most gripping stories we've ever seen in the MCU because of just the political implications, at least for me. You know, there there are... It, it, different strokes for different folks. Everyone has different like tastes and what they want out of Marvel projects. But I love the grounded stuff. I love the uncomfortable political themes, the espionage stuff, the spy thrillers. And from everything that we've gotten from promotional material, from all the rumblings, I believe the composer, Henry Jackman, said that it deals with some uncomfortable issues. By all means, go for it. Dive in. Get gritty. Get realistic. The same feelings I feel with Winter Soldier, I'm expecting to feel with Cap Winter Soldier, excuse me, I'm expecting to feel with this series. 
And there's so many different layers, I think, that are going to be uncovered. We're going to learn a lot about our heroes. We're going to learn a lot about the history of not Captain America, Steve Rogers, about the Captain America title, the Captain America mantle. What does it mean to be Captain America? I think our definition is going to significantly change after the series is said and done. I think we're going to go back and watch Cap First Avenger very differently. I think we're going to go back and watch Cap Winter Soldier very differently. I think Civil War is going to be different. I think that just like how WandaVision elevated Age of Ultron, WandaVision elevated Civil War, this is going to elevate a lot of past projects when you go back and revisit them. So I tried to start general and be, you know, don't get too specific, but I got high hopes for the series, Matt, and I'm not afraid to to put them out there. What are we expecting uh, from Matt Remke? Um, Just real quick, every single Marvel project elevates Age of Ultron. I got to get that in while I can. Um, I am expecting... Kind of? uh, Captain Marvel, nope, set before Age of Ultron. Ah. I'm going to say it doesn't count. I'm going to say it doesn't quite count. Um, So I um, am obviously just jacked for this show. It's just so weird that we have to turn around so quickly and, you know, hop on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier train coming off of WandaVision. Not just, like, from, like you know, paying attention to new characters type of thing, but like the emotional turnaround here, I'm just, I don't think I'm over WandaVision yet um, fully, but um, what I'm expecting is a good time. Like you said, I think there's going to be some really awesome action sequences, stuff that we've been craving. Um, You know, Spider-Man Far From Home had some great visual action sequences, but we haven't seen some classic Russo style uh, gritty visceral fight scenes in a while i think we're gonna get that but you know just from a story standpoint i'm excited to see more sam wilson i'm excited to see more sebastian stan i'm excited for the world building i think this is going to provide you know what i mean so much of phase one and two specifically was grounded in the avengers and how they're navigating their team and their expectations for each other and what they want out of this superhero life i think we're going to get back to what it's like to be a superhero on earth. And I cannot wait to see that because those are the types of things that other superhero franchises do not address. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're superheroes, but like, what does that really mean? Like, like not everybody loves us. Not everybody hates us. You know, how do we walk around day to day? I think we're going to get a lot of that type of stuff. Um, WandaVision was very, like you said, contained and grounded, ironically, like it really was a contained and grounded show about two specific characters. I'm excited to learn more about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I think, uh, you know, another character in the show is going to be the MCU, the the world post-Blip, and I can't wait to expand on that more. And really, a lot like WandaVision did tonally, I think story-wise, this is going to be uh, a set, set the bar for Phase 4. You know, I feel like the tone was set with WandaVision. You know, like, we're going to do this differently. We're not going to be afraid to tell bold stories, like you said. But I think what this show is going to do is kind of reset where everybody's heads are at within the space that we're living in and you know repercussions mean something every single time they happen something happens in the mcu we're going to explore that here i hope and um one last thing that we didn't touch on and i'm sorry i know we gotta get out of here cameos oh we gotta be tempered we gotta be you know not speculating too much i think we're gonna get at least one if not two big pop cameos and just the way this show is kind of weaving in and out, I, I think this is going to be a good time for some old MCU characters to appear. I'm excited, man. You, you just somehow, somehow we just spent an hour gushing about this series and somehow 
at the very last moment. So you elevated my excitement just a little bit more. Those are our expectations, but we want to know what you guys are thinking about this show. Make sure to tweet us at Liam T. Crowley, at Matt Remke, R-O-E-M-B as in boy K-E. Use the hashtag, the direct podcast. Let us know what you're expecting out of this show ahead of its premiere episode one on March 19th. With that being said, make sure to tune back in on Sunday. We'll have our weekly drop of the traditional, the direct podcast talking everything Marvel. And because we don't have any review this week, we are going to have a very fun segment with a couple special guests. There's your little teaser. Tune in on Sunday for our traditional weekly episode. We'll see you then. Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? Ready? You say you ready? Oh. Whole squad ready? Ready? Is you ready? Huh? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Whole squad ready. We came here to see Jet. What you got? No, no, no. Not on my watch. No way. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. You can bring what you got. I'm going to the top. Bring what you got. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. I'm going to the top. Are you ready? You know what time it is, right? They don't want us to make it. So it's time to take it. Hey. Rhyme with them killers, the time to see who be realer. I load it, empty the clip on them, make sure these people fit it. I'm shooting like Reggie Miller. Don't move or I'ma hit you. Pop a pound, to the toe, yeah, I call it Thriller Manila. Hey. Stop on them, be no motion picture, hit you from distance. We came out the trenches with the stitches, God is my witness. Yeah. And I gotta get that first shot out before that bullet hit me. I ain't gotta worry about looking back with my squad with me. No. Are you ready? Hey. Is you ready? Ready? You say you ready? Oh. Whole squad ready? Ready? Is you ready? Oh. Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Whole squad oh. ready? We came here to see Jeff. What you got? Oh. No, no, no. Not on my watch. No way. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. Hey.